0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Parkin. Here we are here with retired professional wrestler, pastor of Coffee Creek Baptist Church. Is that correct? That is correct. And uh, aquatic supervisor Keith Smith. You are here. You're not here to witness a beard growing competition. Uh, I win. Between, <laughs> between Keith and I. Um, Keith is actually good enough to join us. He's on vacation right now. Where are you, Keith? Uh Mountains. In the mountain. You know. He's at und- he's at an undisclosed location. You do not want to give away his uh his official whereabouts. But anyway, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it, Keith. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what's going on with aquatics. Um, you're spending most of your time these days as we're talking here in the first part of January at the Mary T. Mogher Aquatic Center that's located over in Crescent Hill by the Crescent Hill Reservoir of Frankfurt Avenue. Can you talk a little bit about that facility and um How long has it been open? And also, what have you guys been doing to to stay up and and going during COVID? Well, you know,
1: it's a a challenge right now to get everyone in to swim when they wanna swim. Uh, Mm -hmm. People are learning now though that they have to make the reservations, you know, since June uh, last year, when we opened up June 1st, we've been under 33% capacity, uh, which means, at first, we did one person per lane every other lane, and then that allowed us to go to one person every lane uh, except for swim teams. Swim teams at our facility can swim two people per lane. Only the swim teams can do that. Uh, the public can do that if they're in the same house. So our swim times have been interesting. Uh, we open up at 5 a.m., And we're still open until 9 p.m. at night. But to get all the swim teams in because of of the capacity situation and to try to get the public in also, we devised the plan to uh, have each person has to make a reservation for a lane. So we do a 5 a.m. swim and a 6 a.m. swim. And then Bellarmine's swim team comes in after that and stays until 8, 830. And then right. at 9 o'clock, Monday through Thursday, we have aerobic classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what what it's very interesting how we did that. We put all the aerobic classes in at one time. So uh, we got four classes going on at one time. Uh, we have the deep end divided into two halves and the shallow end divided into two halves. And we keep the lane lines in and we can, with the 25 yards, we can we can spread out enough to keep social distancing. So mm-hmm. we have at least 10 to 12 foot in between each person. And then mm-hmm. our lanes are eight foot wide. So you have three lanes for each class. And then we've got a divider of uh, five lanes in the middle to keep us all apart from the different classes. Same mm-hmm. in also. Those classes go to 945 mm-hmm. and then they get out. And every 45 minutes, we're cleaning down everything. Because of COVID with the situation, we have to clean everything down before the next group comes in. So at five o'clock in the morning, they get out five, five forty-five, and we clean down the tables and uh locker rooms. and then the next group comes in. So every 45 minutes we're
0: cleaning the whole facility uh so it's safe for the next group to come and in. And that's and that's all day long. And that's that's all a lot, day, of work, lot of work. A lot of work. How have the uh, how have your patrons responded to the fact that you've had to do all this cleaning? Have they been understanding overall?
1: You know, a lot of them at first were, "Why couldn't we swim together?" But now, if it ever changes and we get back to normal, it's going to be hard to get people to want to swim together because yeah. they're spoiled now having their own lane, and they <laughs> they appreciate that they can come to our facility and they know they're safe. They mm-hmm. know that uh, the cleaning. Uh, we're on top of the cleaning all day long, so uh, they they are excited about that. They know that our facility is being kept clean, and they they know that they're safe.
0: And obviously, uh, Mary T uh, is named after Mary T Maher. Uh, she was known back in the day as Madam Butterfly. Madam uh, Butterfly. She was uh she was an Olympic gold medal champion who's from Louisville. In um, in. Mary T has been pretty instrumental in developing that next generation of local swimmers. Uh, talk about some of the swim clubs that you guys have worked with and hosted and how that works during COVID. Well, you know, uh,
1: Lakeside is the primary swim team at the facility. Uh, they swim there nine months out of the year, uh, and they, they're they're pretty much there off and on all day long. Uh, mainly, they do a five o'clock session in the mornings and then um, they would come back in the afternoon from three to close. Uh, They take up most of the lanes. And then Bellaman swim team swims there now. Um, They've been there um, right about five years now and they're developing more and more. They started out with a team of 12 or 13. They got 48 swimmers this year. Wow. Um, So when you think of a team lakeside size, you've got five to 700 swimmers. And then you got Bellman Swim Team in there also, and trying to uh, put in the public so that everyone can have time to swim. It 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 very challenging sometimes. And then on top of that, we have uh, military that comes there and trains. Yeah. The Air Force uh, parachute uh, rescuers, pararescuers, train there. Uh, Navy SEALs train there. Uh, they're. Delayed entry program so that they are getting their uh, delayed entry people ready and prepared for what they're going to meet at boot camp. And the, the exciting thing about that, they were having a 70% dropout failure rate and then mm-hmm. they started this program and now they have a 70% success rate. So that's a, that's a major story right there for the Navy.
0: And you're, uh, veteran you're, program. And you're a veteran yourself, correct? Yes, where? How? Where did you serve, and and when?
1: I was in the Marine Corps. Uh, I was uh, spent most of my time down in Camp Lejeune area down in in uh, North Carolina. Uh, I loved it. Uh, of course, my wife didn't love it. And, <laughs> uh, you know, God had other plans for me. I got I got put out uh, of the Marine Corps with a medical discharge because I've got a crippling bone disease, and so I went in from that. I started wrestling back in 94 um, and got invited to come wrestle for OVW. And I've been with them off and on since 94. Uh, They've gone through a lot of changes over the years. You know, we were the stumping ground for WWE, Uh all their training. So guys like John Cena, CM Punk, uh, Batista, they all came through our school. And, you were in the ring with
0: the. you were actually in the ring with these guys so what yeah, was your wrestling right. what was your, what what have been some of your wrestling your alter egos over the years that people may have uh, seen
1: India, for uh i started when I started out wrestling I was uh one half of the uh double dog express we were two marines and we started wrestling together and uh we were we had uh wrestling names I was the hard dog and he was a uh, mad dog and we were devil dog express and then when i started wrestling for ovw i became the assassin yeah. and over the years i've been the, the uh they've called me assassin number two i've been the american assassin uh, the, and american patriot one time uh did a gimmick with that i even wrestled one time at a show that they needed somebody and they knew i was wrestling the only thing i had was some lifeguard gear so I came out as the lifeguard and had a, a ring a rescue buoy that I would uh, hit people in the head with and so I was a bad guy at that time <laughs> but then then I had to stop wrestling for a while because mm-hmm. my, my disease got worse and then it kind of got better Um the disease I have is CMT it's in the same family as MS and MD so mm-hmm. I have good times and bad times and I got to a point where it had been a remission. And so I got back into it and, uh, the owner, Danny Davis at the time, and the owner now Al snow, um, mm-hmm. they kind of protect me. They let me go out and, uh, clothesline people and leave them lay in the ring. They, <laughs> they protect me and make sure that I was safe. Yeah. Uh, and, but then, uh, just recently here, Within the last year uh, my disease flared up pretty bad and I had to quit again. So, and I don't think I'll be returning back. Uh, I go over every once in a while to see all the guys and sometimes I'll help them uh, a couple of them train a little bit in the ring. But, but
0: don't, but, but aren't there, but don't a lot of aren't there a lot of wrestlers that are out there that always say, this is my last match. This is, the, I'm not going to do it anymore. And they always end they up but
1: and, and they say the same thing. Uh, just like Hulk Hogan. Uh, Right, that's day. what I was he thinking was in, of. He was in a podcast the other day and he was talking about uh the you know, he's still in pretty good shape, but yeah the the bumps in the ring and getting tossed over the ropes and oh yeah. And, and he, you know, it takes a toll on the body.
0: Yeah. The uh yeah, the so but I do also know this about you too. You do a lot of fitness instruction over Mary T too. It's not just necessarily um it's not you're you have workout equipment there, and you teach classes. You've been doing a fitness boot camp for many, many years that people may have also seen on our Lift Up Blue uh, platform. So you're still staying physically active, even though you're dealing with this uh, this situation. Yeah, mostly now.
1: right now in the water, because we can't have any land classes right now. So uh, all of our classes are in the water, but all my participants in my boot camp class, I'll have to show you some videos sometime. I've got a video of uh, one of my participants She's 83 and Mm -hmm. uh, she started out in the land boot camp and she does the ropes and she does the sledgehammer drill. We got this big tar that we have that weighs probably 150, 200 pounds. And we use a sledgehammer to hit it and you're beating it for a a minute (laughs) at a time as much as you can beat it. And she, she gets into it and she's Ah. like 83, 84 years old. So, uh, they, they wanted something that was going to make them stay fit and uh, our boot camp does that.
0: Excellent. Uh, one thing that I wanted to hit on too. Uh, so you not only just, you not only help manage Mary T, but you also uh, manage the three outdoor pools with staffing with lifeguards. Last year we had open, we had open pools at um, uh, Sun Valley and then the one in Fairdale, which is at Nelson Hornbeck Park and then the Algonquin pool. Um, But uh, in order to keep those going again this summer, we need lifeguards. Correct. We do. Uh, how can uh, people get involved, know, in, and what do you recommend they do? Um,
1: you can call the Mary T. Mahar Aquatic Center, eight nine seven nine nine four nine. We have classes there already. We were supposed to have a class starting January tenth, but uh, we didn't get anybody signed up for that class. Uh, our next class will be, let me look at the date here and make sure I tell everybody right, it's going to be February the 7th. February and these seventh. classes are going to be on Sundays uh, from 4 to 9, uh, 4 to 8, 4 to 9, depending on how many is in the class. We have to limit the number right now because of COVID that we can teach. So um, we're going to have small classes, but we, we do need lifeguards. Um, last year, as you know, John, we had those three pools open, but we had one staff. <laughs> and we went from one pool to the other pool, and we only were open two days a week. So through the week, each one pool would be open, and then they would be open on the weekend one day. Right. And then we rotate the weekends. Uh, and we had times from 12 to uh, 2 and then 3 to 5 would mm-hmm. be the times. And they had to call and make reservations for that. And hopefully, We'll, we'll, we won't have to do that this year, but mm-hmm. we don't know where we're standing with COVID. Yeah. So we're probably going to end up planning on on that. We do need lifeguards. And if mm-hmm. they take the lifeguard classes, $200 unless they work for us. If they work for us, uh, they get taken for free. We pay for the, the Board of Health. We give them a uniform. And uh, then a lot of them come on during the fall also, they can mm-hmm. stay on a little bit during the fall. And then we have to take them off every uh, after six months, but then we can put them back on three months later. So we, gotcha. we're always rotating our staff except for our full-time staff that we have full-time. We only limit it to uh, four full-time guards and we've got about four part-time Guards that are there all the time and doing our the rest of the guards are made up of seasonals. We try to keep on ten to eleven seasonals at a time uh, mm-hmm. through the winter months, in
0: the fall and spring. But right now, I just jotted, like I just that, jotted down, down minimum myself. Minimum. Yeah, I just jotted myself that. down a little note while we were talking. Obviously, like, we we will issue a press release on that next week. So um thank okay, you for appreciate that. talking. About. Uh, we'll get yeah, that. We'll appreciate we'll, that. We'll get that information and, uh, out to and that that schedule is also on our
1: website
0: mm-hmm. and
1: the mary t Mahar aquatics website you can find that schedule there mm-hmm. um because we'll have one in in february we got two for march one on sundays and one on saturdays and then we'll have a spring break class that'll go monday through uh friday and that will be a, a an all-day class a nine to three class uh that'll be uh, five days there that we'll be doing that class, and then we'll have
0: another one in April and one in May right before summer. And we're uh, you can find that information at bestparksever.com. ever um, Aaron Henry, who is on here, who uh, maintains that website and keeps it up to date, is sort of our tech guy. Um, produces the broadcast. Uh, he has put that information about the Iroquois or not the Iroquois Amphitheater, Mary T. Baumber Aquatic Center on the main page. So go bestparksever.com and you can go straight there. You're you're also the pastor at Coffee Creek Baptist Church and that is in Jeffersonville, Indiana, correct? No, it's in Paris Cross in Indiana. Uh, it's okay. out I out get of i uh, wrong. Hormishy. I knew we were both I knew I knew we were both Hoosiers. Um uh, I'm just trying to figure out where is Paris yeah, Cross. Yeah.
1: It's up around Comeski. Comiskey, Indiana, outside North Vernon. Out there
0: too. Uh,
1: About (laughs) fifteen miles southeast. I'm sorry, fifteen miles northeast of Scottsburg, Indiana. So it's on the way
0: to North Vernon. And how big's your congregation?
1: Well, we have about fifty that come on a regular basis. We have Mm -hmm. about 150 on row, but would have been in a rural area. you know, we we don't have a whole lot there. There's a whole lot of churches in the area. Um, I've been a pastor there now for four years. Mm-hmm. I've been preaching for 15 years. I started preaching at uh, nursing homes,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh then I got invited up to preach there. And then their pastor left, and they uh, wanted me to come up and interview for him as a pastor. And I've been there four years now. So God's used me in a in a different way than. Uh, you know that's the reason I got out of the military. I think God had a plan to protect me because you you know I was, I got out of the military in '88, so mm-hmm. I was right before Desert Shield, uh, so I missed all that. Um, the first time I was in the Marine Corps was in '83, uh, and I got out because I hurt my knee during during boot camp.
0: Mm-hmm. I got
1: out with an interest level separation, and that was around the time of uh, Beirut and a couple of other things that were going on at that time. So God protected me, you know, and I didn't know why, but now I do, you know, God using me to preach when I retire from parks, I've about six more years to seven more years before I can retire. I would have been able to retire this past year had we didn't have the, uh, uh where they brought the city and government, uh, county Mer- together the merger. merger yeah and i had to leave during merger because i lived in indiana so mm-hmm. that that took me on a different route to the ymcas and i stayed in that and then <laughs> in uh, 2007 i came back to uh park so starting been back now almost 14 years uh so i got about six more years to seven to uh, retire and then I'll go full time into the ministry. Not that I'm not full time now, but I'll be full time ministry. Everything I'll be around the have, ministry.
0: You won't have so much else going on. That's great. Right. So it'll all be
1: uh dealing with my time will be spent with my congregation
0: and and different things there. So excellent. Uh Keith, I want to thank you for joining us. Um I'm sure we will have you again maybe Uh, This time next year, we visited last year. We were not doing uh, COVID, but I I appreciate you coming on. You taking some time during your vacation to visit with us. I appreciate you guys. (laughs) Thanks, Keith. Talk to you soon. All right. All right, bye.